Welcome to Veg World Radio, where just a regular guy shows you how eating more fruits and veggies can help you feel, live, and love better. Now, here's best-selling author, health expert, and regular guy, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome back to Veg World Radio. I'm your host, Steve. It's great to be with you. And on today's show, we've got an exclusive interview with the extraordinary Kamatni Rowland. It's coming up. Stay tuned for that. And welcome back to Veg World Radio. I'm Steve. And on today's show, we've got the proud father of two young girls. It's Kamatni Rawlins. He's the founder of Fit Fathers. And he created this to inspire other men to lead the change in prioritizing healthier eating and exercise to enhance the lives of themselves and their families. Despite a deeply athletic background that included playing running back for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Rollins, like so many others, had succumbed to the increasingly inactive lifestyle and, after getting back on track, he created the educational website fitfathers.com to help other dads do the same. He's doing a lot of other things, including leading an extremely active lifestyle. We'll hear more about it. Let's welcome right now to Veg World Radio, Kamatni Rollins. Steve, how you doing today? Thanks for having me. Well, Kamatni, you've been pretty busy uh, getting the word out on plant-based living and, and what we can achieve. Exactly. Um, and as a, you know, a former collegiate athlete, well, basically an athlete all my life, um, you know, I started educating myself. And I'm one of those individuals where my pendulum swing is either all the way left or all the way right. There's really no in-between or any moderation. So... I went from um, hardcore drinking and smoking and partying and eating pizzas after the club um, um, to straight, you know, plant-based living uh, and pretty pretty much uh, follow the guidelines of T. Colin Campbell and, you know, some of the other um, plant-based researchers where, you know, it's, uh, you know, one ingredient, whole foods mainly, um, no oils, no supplements. And I must say I've been able to complete some tasks that, I wasn't able to do 20 years ago as a 20-year-old collegiate athlete, such as, you know, run a full marathon. So I'm pretty proud of, you know, the results of um, where plant-based eating has taken me and um, just want to educate the masses um, as much as possible. Well, so you, like many of us, grew up on the standard American diet. In fact, you achieved a success uh, as an athlete, but still consuming the, you know, junk food, right? Correct. You know, um, interesting Interesting enough, my father was actually a vegetarian back in the 80s and 90s, what we would call a vegan now, um, you know, so no dairy um, along with the, uh, the meatless diet. But he never uh, broke down, you know, why we followed that guideline. And I only spent time with him in the summers and holidays. So, of course, I would go back home to Camden, New Jersey, and whine to my mom that, you know, I needed a Big Mac. Um, and that was just the norm, um, you know, livers for dinner and um, government block cheese, you know, the type that wouldn't melt no matter how high you heated it, <laughs> powdered milk. And, you know, and growing up in Canada, New Jersey, it was a very poor community. You know, we didn't have access to, uh, you know, whole um, natural products. So everything was mainly canned or fast food. And, and even though we excelled in sports, me and my cousin, he wound up being the number one hurler in the nation at that time. Um, you know, we still ate lots of fast food, drank soda, 
and ate all type of candy bars because, you know, no one told us any better. Even coaches, everything was meat and potatoes and, and cheese and dairy and, and, and lifting and working out. And, and that's how you um, – that's how you ascertain your physical prowess. And um, we were just ignorant so for so many years. So was it the influence of your father and you started to research what he was doing? Or what was it? What was the thing that really made you look into this more? So here's what happened, Steve. Um, after I left Georgia Tech, uh, about 215 pounds, um, the next 10 years, um, and it's interesting because I was reading Rich Roll's um, book last year and you know it kind of seemed like we had the same parallel um after college just partied and just kind of lost my way um gained another 50 pounds um i was working out in the gym but the, the weight wasn't offsetting and um, i was losing my my speed and uh, my agility um and i just wasn't feeling good inside you know so my 39th well 37th birthday is when I decided to start making a change. So I just signed up for a race that I knew I wouldn't typically complete. So that was Men's Health Urban Athlon, which is like a nine-mile course in a nine-mile run in seven um, obstacle courses. I had a whole summer to train for it, and uh, I'm out there. I'm just I'm 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 slowly um, I'm slowly increasing energy and stamina. But I thought to myself, like, all right. Every athlete works out. You know, what separates the great, um, you know, from the rest? So I started looking into nutrition, and that's when I start learning about um, the macronutrients and the needs of the body and all of its organs. And it all just kept leading back to plant-based eating. Um, and then I, of course, you know, watched all the documentaries, Forks Over Knives, um, Plan Eat, um, all of them. I studied all the, you know, I read all the books, Eat to Live, um, <clears throat> Rich Roll's book, um, Scott Jarrett's book, um, Eat and Run. And the science was pretty simple. You know, these outliers, these individual men and women um, who had grew up eating meat just like me and eating dairy, you know, came to a conclusion that we've been lied to all of our lives. Um, and we have to reprogram our thinking and decode all of those messages and reinstill your mind um, with new life-enhancing habits um, so they can, you know, kind of make void all of the um, life-destructing habits that we used to have. And for me, I started seeing it in the performance. I completed the uh, the Chicago run. And I chose Chicago because they had three cities, Chicago, San Fran, and New York, because Walter Payton was an idol of mine, and I always wanted to, you know, do some type of workout in uh, uh, Soldier Field. So he part of one of the obstacles was like 700 stadium stairs. And um, after I completed that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go deeper into plant-based eating. So then I took T. Collins' online course, um, Plant-Based Nutrition, with eCornell.com got the certification plant-based nutrition, um, and just felt so great. I had lost the 50 pounds that I had gained. Um, my strength increased. In, in college, I was able to bench 405 pounds. That was my max bench. I can do that when I train for it for about a few months. You know, like I said, I ran a marathon, 
in college, I was never able to run distance. All we did was sprints. The longest, in fact, that we ran in, in college was uh, the 400-meter. Um, and now I'm actively uh, competing in uh, half marathons. That's kind of my sweet spot, half marathons and 5Ks and obstacle courses. And, and now with Fit Fathers, we have a uh, what we call the social workout where we get a bunch of families together, men, women, and their kids, and I'll take them out to the track because I'm a certified trainer as well. And we'll have a nice hour and a half uh, metabolic and uh, high interval training session and everyone's mingling, everyone's socializing, exchanging numbers, but more importantly, everyone's talking about, you know, health and fitness and, you know, how they can help one another. Um, so that was actually the beginning stages of, uh, you know, me um, accepting um, the plant-based world of living. You're listening to Veg World Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We're here with Kamatni Rollins. Going from here in California out to the world. Thanks for joining us. So, Kamatni, you experienced these physical changes with a vegan diet. What else? What other areas were touched in your life? Well, a few things, Steve. Um, because, of course, it's, for me, it's not just about uh, physical capabilities. I love the fact that I am 40 and I can go outside right now and run a half marathon just without training. I just have so much energy and, um, you know, now that I understand, um, you know, glucose and glycogen stores and how my body particularly works and the type of fuel it needs. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. But more importantly, um, two things. One, plant-based living made me a kinder individual um, and a more humane individual Um in college, everything was just hardcore, you know, just crush your enemy. Um, it was just anger. And, you know, I, I, be, I became that person off the field as well, and it led into some trouble as well, as with many young football players who have no guidance. And, um, you know, veganism has helped me become kinder, you know, um, even down to our most precious bees. Um you know, I don't, I don't, I don't try to swat a bee anymore. I let them live because now I understand that we need, we need their their working capabilities and the fact that, uh, you know, billions of bees are disappearing or 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 dying, um, because of man's interference. You know, I want to make sure <laughs> I don't partake in that um, colony collapse disorder is what it's called, but. You know, now I'm more compassionate. I take my daughters to uh, animal sanctuaries. You know, both my little girls are vegan. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have a few groups um, on Facebook. One's called Vegan Pro. And every three months we do a 45-day Vegan Pro um, challenge, you know, for those uh, looking to enter into, uh, you know, the world of plant-based eating. Um, so now I'm more giving, I'm more helpful. I'm volunteering my time more. Um, so, you know, that's led to several other opportunities and um, interviews and partnership with different veg festivals like uh, the New York Veg Fest and then the upcoming Philly Veg Fest in June. Um, so <clears throat> I'm becoming more of an activist and speaking out more and utilizing the platform of Fit Fathers um, to disseminate our messages, you know, about the positive benefit, benefits of uh, plant-based eating. Um, and then also, you know, just, you know, being a uh, a warrior for change in regards to sustainability. 
Um, I originally came from the automotive world before my focus was health and fitness, and there was a major need for, you know, them to change from fossil fuels to, uh, you know, whether it's uh, electric energy or, or, or taking hybrids to another level. There has to be a change because we're, we're literally destroying the planet, you know, sucking it dry of all of its, its resources and deforestation. And as I mentioned last night here in Silver Spring, Maryland, it snowed last night as if it was Christmas Eve, and now it's 65 degrees. Um, you know, so the shifting of the, the planet is off, and, and we have to uh, be a little bit more kinder. You know, so I'm trying to help every mind, every individual, one by one, um, that I possibly can. And uh, it's pretty fascinating seeing people's changes, you know, once they discover truth, once they understand that, no, you know, dairy does not strengthen your bones or um, the, cal the calcium in dairy. Well, the only source for calcium is dairy. Like, it's fascinating that they learn that we are the largest, you know, the, one of the biggest proprietors of dairy, but also have the highest cases of osteoporosis and that, you know, dairy is actually not alkaline and pulls calcium from the bone. So when people start learning some of these things that are pretty simplistic to you and I, um, it's a fascinating discovery, and I want to help lead that charge and take them to the next level because I definitely believe in each one, teach one, because we all can touch someone. We all have family members and friends who are curious and want better health, but they just don't know how. Um, they just don't know how to seek it. Let's talk a little more about fit fathers because there really is an epidemic in this country and a lot of dads are overweight. They don't have the energy to even play with the kids. So what was the intention behind fit fathers? Well, you know, first of all, I have two daughters, 10 and 7, and I grew up in an active household, although, you know, I didn't live with my father um, now, I told myself that, you know, if I was to become a dad, I was going to give my kids as many opportunities as possible to succeed. And in the inner city, there's already enough challenges for young kids, um, let alone to not have a male, you know, father figure or role model in their life. Um, so I decided to use myself as a case and example and um, just start Fit Fathers. I've always been, I've always been a writer, and I'm also a poet, so I'm always kind of, you know, putting these, uh, you know, words and in, in, in cool names together. So it just, Fit Father just came to me. I was going to go with Diesel Dads at first, but then people might be like, Nah, they think you're going to be talking about truck drivers. Um, <laughs> so, so we went with Fit Fathers, and instantly it just be, it just start catching on with a lot a lot of people, and it's more than just the fitness aspect. It's mainly, actually, nutrition because, you know, fathers really don't play a key role in some of the matri matriarchal responsibilities of a household, um, packing the kids' lunches, getting up, making breakfast, making lunch, um, washing the clothes. You know, these are all things that were instilled in me early because of my mom was a single parent. And she worked late night, so she made sure that I knew how to take care of my four sisters. And, um, you know, that just translated basically into fatherhood. So I wanted to make sure that I provided that for my kids as well. So now with Fit Fathers, you know, it's mainly educational where we provide, um, you know, we provide recipes and narrow plant-based um, <clears throat> 
for dads for simple meals to cook for their kids, um, simple lunch ideas, um, <clears throat> activities that dads can partake with their kids, um, such as skating, rock climbing, um, which are burning calories, but as well is uh, bringing a closer bond between you and the child. Um, and just uh, <clears throat> we, and the aforementioned social workouts, um, <clears throat> as well as uh, reviews um, on things like uh, different bikes, uh, family-based vacations. Um, we have reviews on um, different getaways, summer getaways with the family. Um, so it's, it's really more of a, a media brand, um, an educational tool. Um, and then, you know, we have the physical activities, you know, in, in key cities like D.C., L.A., and Atlanta. And we're going to be uh, we're going to be <clears throat> expounding upon those um, as we start building more awareness of fit fathers and start increasing our partnerships um, with other um, similar organizations. Like we have cancer and diabetes organizations we work with. Um, last year, we partnered with Sibley Children's Hospital um, with their first ever um, 5K to raise awareness of pediatric child cancer. Um, so that was pretty fun and exciting and um, very informational in terms of, you know, what some of these little kids are going through and how we can help better their cause. Um, so, you know, I want Fit Fathers just to become um, an entire a global movement um, where, you know, dads don't feel as though, you know, they're, they're left out of the picture. Um, and letting them know that it's cool. You know, sometimes I know a lot of good friends of mine who are 40, um, or a little bit younger, who feel as though there's not much, you know, there's much, there's not much life to live now that I have a kid. They look at it as a negative thing. Oh, I'm married with kids now. But these are some of the most joyous years that a father can ever have and some of the most impressionable and most memorable for your kid growing up. Um, and that's what Fit Fatherhood is all about. Thank you for being here, Kamatni. This is really inspiring. So now, as you probably realize, veganism, I mean, there is more awareness about it now. People are more curious. It still can be considered the brunt of of jokes from a mainstream perspective. What have you found works as far as educating, getting the words out, and maybe talk a little about the reaction your friends and family have to this uh, plant-based lifestyle? Yes, you're actually absolutely right. Um, lots of jokes, <laughs> um, lots of jokes. Um, but I've used different approaches, and um, one is leading by example. You know, when I first became a vegan, I was pretty hardcore with, you know, my words and my approach. And, you know, I probably turned some people off, you know, go vegan or die. <laughs> um but I began to, uh, you know, lighten up and just start leading by example. And the great thing about social media is that people are tuning in. They might not say anything, but they're watching um, uh, vigilantly. And and I get so many inboxes now like, hey, you know, I, I, I see the change that you're going through. I like your progress. Like, I'm curious about veganism. Like, where can I start? Um, so when I get those individuals, you know, first of all, I say, hey, you definitely got to um, you got to educate yourself because you have to want to do this. I can't convince you 
or help you stick to the path. You know, so I send them to a few websites. Um, automatically, I say, hey, read Joe Furman's Eat to Live. You know, it's very easy reading, and Joe breaks down, uh, you know, plant-based nutrition, um, you know, from a medical standpoint, but in layman terms. And then I make sure they go watch uh, Food, Inc. and Forks Over Knives so they can understand, you know, some of the top seven out of ten chronic diseases that um, <clears throat> that lead to uh, man's ultimate demise, starting with heart disease and um, diabetes and cancer. You know, so those individuals are pretty easy to work with. Um, and then you have others, you know, it's like family members who are very strong against their position. Like, oh, you just became vegan, now all of a sudden I'm supposed to listen to you. Um, who truly do not want to give up meat and think that animals were put on this earth for our, our consumption. Um, those, I tend to use more um, data, scientific evidence, and facts. And it's real simple. Um, hey, where does heart disease come from? And, you know, they they begin thinking to themselves, maybe, maybe they won't admit it to me, but they do go back and they ponder upon these things. And most times I do get a call or email back, um, and then they're like, you know, I want to I want to learn more. And then, of course, like I said, we have our 45-day Vegan Pro Challenge, which our current group has 300 members in, and we're halfway through the session. And it seems like everyone is doing a pretty good job. Um, we utilize Neil Barnard and uh, PCRM's um, 21-day meal plan um, for that. And uh, people get very excited, you know, posting recipes and seeing that there are alternative options for a lot of their favorite foods, like vegan mac and cheese, vegan lasagna, um, because before they were really in the dark and they weren't aware that there were all these options. But now that they know that plant-based eating, you know, doesn't require any of the uh, dairy ingredients that you may need, um, like e energize for example, for egg replacement or using bananas um, in buckwheat pancakes opposed to eggs, you know, then, you know, they begin to see the wonders and the joys of it. And when they start losing the weight and having more energy, now they are becoming a leader in their own in their own realm and then their friends or followers are tuning in to them. You know, so like I said, our philosophy is each one teach one. Um, and it's just fascinating. Now, there are going to be um, omnivores and carnivores who will never change. Um, you know, God bless their their hearts, but literally, but they are watching. You know, I have a few buddies that, you know, give me um, crap all the time, but I take it old school, like, put your arm out, let's arm wrestle, let's see, because I know you don't want to lose to a vegan. <laughs> You know, it's funny, I've been doing this work for years, and my parents were out visiting from New Jersey here in L.A., and, you know, to get them to eat in a vegan restaurant was a really hard task. I've actually convinced them, but they don't consider it real food, which I find strange. Mm. It's not real food, the way we eat. And that's the, yep, and that's exactly, um, you know, when some of the knowledge comes into play, um, for example, you know, it's, it's it's the fiber that satiates us and showing them the technology that some of these uh, food manufacturers play. For example, McDonald's, when they understood that, um, you know, they could play around with dopamine and, you know, supersize their meals because 
you know, our brains wasn't getting a signal that we're full when we're physically full because we haven't met all of the nutritional requirements. Um, so now, you know, we preach the same thing. You know, you eat a whole meal, sweet potato, you know, brown rice with some lentils, um, broccoli, um, or kale, and you're totally full. And you can eat as much as you want throughout the day because you don't have to calorie count, you know, because of the, um, the caloric intake of, of the foods that we're um, ingesting. And, you know, once they do experience this, you know, they're just amazed. My mother is a nurse. All the females in my family are nurses. And, of course, none of them took nutrition. And the cafeterias at the hospitals, we know what they're serving them, you know, mashed potatoes and steaks. So when my mom started adopting, you know, the plant-based diet based on um, Neil Barnard's 21-day book that I gave her, um, she was fascinated. And now she understands, you know, why, you know, we are a very sickly population. Um, and, you know, we're more proactive opposed to preventative. Um, <clears throat> I mean, reactive opposed to being preventative and proactive. And... Um, so now she cooks her family these same type of meals. And, yeah, at first it doesn't seem as though some, some rice and lentils are going to fill you up, but it's full of fiber and complex carbs that release glucose, you know, slowly. And, um, you know, these are some of the things that people need to understand. And simple versus complex carbs. You know, you hear all the time, oh, i got to stop eating, some, you know, carbs. And it's like, yeah, you got to stop eating simple carbs, you know the uh, high glycemic index carbs, you know, so once they understand um, the difference between those two, you know, then they're in, enlightened a little bit more. So it's education on every stage of the way in terms of nutrition. So it's always just an ongoing process. And this is something I love, and I don't, I don't mind helping out and educating. And that's the very reason that, you know, I started um, the Vegan Pro page and, and Fit Fathers and our partnership with uh, Meatless Monday, for example, um, to help them promote their cause and and promote all of their recipes and just, um, you know, see the fascination on people's faces when they say, wow, I went a whole day without meat and I'm totally satisfied. You're listening to Veg World Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We're here with Kamatni Rollins. He's the founder of Fit Fathers at fitfathers.com inspiring uh, dads all over the world to get in shape and start eating more plant-based foods, uh, a mission that we're on as well, dads and moms. So what are some of the uh, routines or what are, what are effective uh, exercise routines for us to start getting in better shape? We know eating what we eat is so important, but what about exercise? What, we, what do you uh, recommend these days? Yeah. Well, the key is that people understand that exercise is a uh, requisite of the human anatomy. You know, we were designed designed to move, to run, to swim, um, to energize our bodies. Um, and first we help people um, start understanding the fact that, you know, exercising should not be secondary to anything, you know. Like for me... An hour a day, sometimes an hour and a half, sometimes two if I feel great. Like things have to be scheduled around that. I'm not going to. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to move my workout around for anything else. Um, so we help them find the time out the day. You know, it's less than five percent of your day to go exercise. Exercise for an hour. Um, so 
once they develop that, now, okay, what's your routine of choice? You know, what were some of the sports that excite you? Because uh, as Robert Cheek was saying on your prior interview, you don't want to force, you know, a routine on someone that's really not comfortable with it because you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to activate as keenly as you're supposed to. Um, so, of course, running to me is, is is a foundation for all fitness, you know, whether you're boxing, uh, football, baseball. You know, so if they do not have bad knees, you know, then we make sure that um, they get out there for a few miles every uh, every few days. Um, you know, three miles is, is typical every three days, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for others that uh, can't run at all, you know, we suggest cycling class or spin class, um, <clears throat> which can burn up to, you know, five, six hundred, seven hundred calories uh, with a good spin instructor. It's indoors. You don't have to worry about increment weather. Um, no equipment necessary is all provided, and you're going to sweat like hell. <clears throat> Then of course, you know, there's those that just want to just lift weights, which is fine. We we know that increased muscle burns more fat, um, but we want to make sure that they get high intensity interval um, workout in there as well. So most gyms have uh, punching bags, uh, the heavy bags. So you know, we want to make sure that you know they get a set of gloves from the gym and uh, hit that bag for 15 to 20 minutes, um, because not only are you uh, you know increasing your heart rate and getting your cardio up, um, but you're also, you know, physically loading those muscles as well um, when you're hitting that bag and you're toning your abs because it's a lot of twisting, a lot of up uppercuts. And, you know, you know, boxers and sprinters are two athletes that have some of the most tightest abs because of the uh, the swinging of the obliques. Um, so those are just a few. Um, <clears throat> and then for the more structured individuals who want to do the social workouts, we have a complete routine um, a complete 30-minute routine, which includes a lot of um, <clears throat> which includes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, jumping jacks, push-ups, pull-ups, dips. You know, things where you utilize your own strength, your own body mass, um, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like Herschel Walker. You know, he does you know thousand to fifteen hundred sit-ups, pull-ups, and dips a day and doesn't use weights. And you would think this guy is still 21 playing fullback at Georgia, uh, University of Georgia. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of options that we give them, um, and they have their choice. Um, you know, but find, helping them find their comfort zone is the most important of all. You're listening to Veg World Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We're here with Kamatni Rollins, founder of Fit Fathers. So, Kamatni, your plans for the future and how you plan on getting the word out. I know we're on similar paths. It's really exciting. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we're currently working on um, several, me you know, media opportunities, you know, Fit Fathers TV, um, where you know, we showcase, you know, some of the aforementioned, you know, routines, um, meal preparation, um, how to make a a very tasteful nutritional smoothie, um, things of that uh, nature. So um, currently we're definitely um, online with a lot of our outreach, but we're talking to uh, several uh, network um, outlets to make sure that, you know, we can reach the masses and um, continuing to take advantage of uh, social media, 
Um, and like yourself, you know, we have various partnerships with different uh, media groups. For example, um, <clears throat> Eat and Run uh, by uh, World Health Organization. So, you know, we're just utilizing, you know, every opportunity that we have, every media outlet, and it's been pretty phenomenal. We've done some stuff with uh, Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign, so we hope to extend that um, further. You know, Obama a couple weeks ago announced his uh, initiative for, uh, for, for, for young men, and uh, we look to partner with him on that. Um, so we're just being very strategic right now, and it starts with great content. Um, and uh, in great partnerships, and, you know, we're just going to continue, uh, you know, educating as much as we can. Well, great things ahead. Kamani Rollins, again, the website, fitfathers.com. Kamani, thanks so much for being here on the show, and uh, we're definitely going to do more work with you in the future. Thanks for all the work you're doing. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. You have a beautiful day. I'm Kali now. Kamatli Rollins right here on Vegetable Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We'll be back next week for another episode. Thanks for being here and thanks for tuning in. Veg World Radio. You've been listening to Veg World Radio. Discover how eating more fruits and veggies can help you feel, live, and love better. 